This is Well, Women Embracing Later Life. I am your host, Angela Seaborn. This podcast is for women in mid to later years who want to live joyfully and actualize their full potential, regardless of where you are emotionally, be it in top form or perhaps you're going through a difficult time. This podcast is for you. This is a woman's time to shine. You are at the age where life's experiences have set the stage for you to thrive. After all, we've made it this far. In my show, you will learn strategies and techniques that I bring from my life's work, as well as years of clinical practice. Because even financial gains can feel like a burden without happiness. By creating and sustaining joy on the inside, everything on the outside of our life changes. Hi, I'm Angela Seaborn. Are you well today? I am. I've got my coffee and I'm all ready to go. Life is good. This is part two of episode number one. Today is the perfect day to start the rest of your life. Remember, in my podcast, you will hear a lot of information. Just take what speaks to you and leave the rest behind. I think you're going to enjoy today's show. We are going to look at how Hollywood often depicts women of mid to later years into binary categories. We are presented as hypersexual or predatory or both or the polar opposite, void of any sexuality and often looked at as boring and sometimes homely. So in this episode, I will touch on how these ageist stereotypes are often presented cloaked in humor. In addition, I will uncover what labels are often attached with these binary categories. And I will do this by using clips from movies and television shows. So let's get on with the show. Are you feeling it? Are you in the groove? All right. First, I would like to say this is not a political podcast per se. However, I cannot avoid the in-your-face social politics when it comes to film and media and women of mid to later years. It would be neglectful of me to avoid it. However, I have no intention to or desire to avoid it anyway, but nonetheless, it would be neglectful because we all know how film and media have a big impact on society, which of course affects ageist beliefs. And that, mis amigas, is what today's episode is all about. As mentioned, in film and media, women in mid to later years fall into two categories. Either you're hypersexualized and labeled as a MILF, M-I-L-F, mothers I'd like to, and I'll let you figure out what the F stands for. And in the same category is a term that most people are more familiar with, and that is cougar or puma. And on the other extreme end of the scale, 
we have the polar opposite category, the polar opposite side of the spectrum of non-sexual, no sexuality whatsoever. Instead, old labels are attributed to women of mid to later years who fall into this area. And these labels, I don't think, have changed for years and years, probably hundreds. And I laugh because they're just so ridiculous. And come on, let's get more creative than this. These stereotypes are like the neg, the hag, the homely, the boring. Like I said, stereotypes that have been around for eons. And if you want evidence of this, all you have to do is just check out the most popular comedies. Okay, enough talking. Now I want to give you the proof. The proof is in the pudding. Here's an example of the latter category, the non-sexual category. This is a clip from the comedy Smurf movie starring the beautiful Sofia Vergara. This scene takes place in the health and beauty section of a department store, a high-end department store. And Sofia Vergara is the sales lady. She's demonstrating a face cream on a customer who's also her mom. Have a listen. Where are your cream? Anti-aging cream can make any woman look beautiful, young, vibrant. It's almost magic. Astonishing, really. Hey. I see no transformation. Your potion has no power. Excuse me? Well, still an eye-offending dogfish, if you ask me. Sir! This is my mother who you're speaking of. And I'm so sorry, I didn't realize. I'll sad for you in 30 years. Henry, escort this lunatic out. Lunatic? Security! I am the great and powerful Gargamel. Lunatic. So there you have an example of those old school stereotypes of being ugly, homely. You know, he called her an eye-offending dogfish. And then when Sophia basically interrupted and said, that's my mom, he's like, oh, how sorry for you in 30 years. So putting the fear of aging into women. Really, if you were to watch the movie, the woman was in no way ugly. In fact, she was a well-kempt sophisticated-looking older woman, which poses another problem. When women of that age are watching, they're saying, hey, are they serious? They think she's a dogfish? My God, what would they say if they saw me? So the message this woman is getting while watching the movie is, you're not okay the way you are. In fact, you're less than okay. You are an eye-offending dogfish. And like I said, it appears that the majority of these kind of stereotypes are presented in comedies. Just think about it. What better way to proliferate ageist stereotypes than to bury them in humor? And surprise, surprise, when you make it known that you don't find it funny, often the common retort is, what, you can't take a joke? And suddenly, bingo, you are in the boring category. I'm not implying that film and media have it in for us, right? Or Hollywood has it in for us. But, and this is a big but, there are a lot of Hollywood producers and bigwigs who we all know now are not treating women the way they should be. So it's not a surprise to me that we are seeing that reflected on the big screen, which is quite revealing in that it appears that old school perceptions and boys club mentality continue to prevail. And now I will 
give you an example of the opposite category, the hypersexualized woman in midlife. This piece is from the movie Step Brothers with the very funny Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell is playing, he's an adult, but he's playing the role of a teenage boy and his co-star is an adult also playing the role of a teenage boy. I forget the name of the co-star, but he's very famous. So anyway, they are lying in bed chatting and one stepbrother brings up the topic of the other stepbrother's mother. Here you go. You and my dad decided that your mom was really hot and maybe we should just both bang her. And we'll put up with the retard in the meantime. Who's the retard? You. But y'all don't say that. Shut up. Wake up my dad and get me grounded. Well, the joke here is that Will Ferrell's character is more upset about the name he was called, and I'm not going to repeat that name, that's a whole other issue, than he is about his mother being objectified and sexualized by his stepbrother and apparently also the stepfather. And if you guess that this label falls into the MILF, label, then you are absolutely right. Moms, I'd like to. Hello, am I the only one having a problem with this? And some of you may be saying to yourself, oh God, Angela, are you going to be going political on us? Are we going to have to listen to you get on your soapbox? And the answer is absolutely not. <laughs> okay, okay, message received. I do realize Many people are uncomfortable listening to or talking about issues that can be seen as political hot plates or socially activating for a variety of reasons. I am not one of these people. However, I totally get it and understand where you're coming from. So please don't think I'm expecting you to join some type of movement or go protesting on the streets because this is not that kind of podcast. However, it is the kind of podcast to help educate and bring awareness to anything that may be interfering with your ability to, to thrive or experience joy in mid to later years. And we can't change things if it's not in our awareness. Making it my job to present the information and you to do what you want with it. And in this light, here is how popular the term MILF is. Just because they've got kids, doesn't mean these small screen ladies aren't sexy. Mom, stop! Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we're counting down our picks for the top 10 TV MILFs. What? There's actually a rating for the top 10 TV MILFs, so this is a competition? Is this really what mothers aspire to, to be the type of mom other people want to have sex with? Is this supposed to be like the Miss America pageant for moms? Is this the kind of R-E-S-P-E-C-T that Aretha Franklin was singing about? R-E-S-P-E-C-T, not what it means to me. Is this progress? And if you're familiar with the old Arsenio Hall show, these are things that make me go, hmm. Next, we must address the rest of the stereotypes. And for the sake of time, I will put Cougar and Puma together because basically they are the same ages stereotype. Okay then. Next is a scene from American Pie. This scene takes place at a house party, a teenager's house party. And the mother of the teenage boy who's hosting this party is sitting alone in the basement, having a drink, looking quite sexy with her high heels and fitted dress while the party goes on upstairs. 
when a young guy, a young boy, probably, I don't know, 15, wanders down, or 16, 17, I'm not sure, wanders down from the party, and he opens the basement door. He doesn't see his friend's mother, but she definitely sees him, so that's kind of like the predatory part. She's watching him. And continues to watch him as he picks up a pool cue and starts to shoot some pool when suddenly he does spot her and when she recognizes that he does spot her only then does she start to talk or engage in conversation with him so this clip starts when the boy opens the door to the basement where the mom is have a listen Are you lost? Except for his mom. Uh, no, no, not lost. Just, uh, you know, taking the tour. Hey, uh, thank you for letting us have this wonderful party. As if there was an alternative in the matter. So you're enjoying yourself? Um, three sheets to the wind, man. I'm so happy for you. But it takes the edge off, doesn't it? So where's your old date tonight? Oh, no date. It was... It was a bathroom incident. Pardon me? Never mind. Do you have anything to drink? I believe the kegs are upstairs. That is what the Cretans drink. I'm talking about alcohol, liquor, the good stuff. All right. I got some scotch. Single malt? Aged 18 years. The way I like it. I stand corrected. He is not 15, 16, or 17, but he is 18. Just like the scotch. And again, I would like to give evidence of how prevalent the term cougar is. They only serve drinks till four, but I can get us into this great after-hours club in Brooklyn. I'm 37. What? I'm 37. Please don't make me go to Brooklyn. I'm 20. These small screen ladies are really on the prowl. Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we're counting down our picks for the top 10 TV cougars. So there you have it, my friends, the two binary categories, one being the hypersexual and the other no sex, not sexual whatsoever, which begs the question, does film and media reflect who women of mid to later years are today? Does it reflect who we are? Or is film and media telling us or trying to tell us how we ought to be seen in the world? To quote the late, great Marshall McLuhan, is the medium the message or is the message the medium? To apply this philosophical question to what we are discussing now, and let's stick with these examples that I've presented today, are these social messages, and I call them social messages because basically that's what they are, regardless if they're humorous or not. Do you think that these kind of social messages have the potential to change how we women perceive ourselves, or how others perceive us or perhaps change or influence behaviors toward women because of how the media represents us 
I invite you to really think about this. All right. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed part one of this episode. And I look forward to seeing you again in part two of this episode. In the meantime, be well. Bye.